Blog Talk Radio.
Father God, I thank you for another opportunity, God, to sit before your people to tell them what thus says the Lord. I thank you for tonight, God. I thank you for everybody that's gathered here under the sound of my voice, God. I ask that you you bless them tremendously on tonight, Lord God. Bless them in whatever way they need it tonight, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, let them take tonight's message however they need it tonight, Lord God. Let them fill in the blanks and receive it however they need it on tonight, God, in the name of Jesus. Because one thing I know, you didn't give me this word for nothing. It's for somebody, and I pray that, per- that person receives it. In the name of Jesus, I ask that you sit me down tonight, God, and that you use me mightily in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. To God be the glory. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolificify Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Let me adjust my microphone a little bit, and we're going to get right into the word for tonight. Okay. Before I read tonight's foundational text, I need you to, number one, listen carefully. And number two, see the text as a father discipline his children. As a father discipline his children or as a father punishing his children. Because remember, Adam and Eve had no earthly parents. Adam and Eve had no earthly parents. They were not birthed through the womb of a woman, but they were each created by the hand of God. So, God, in a sense, their father. And number three, I want you to notice, therefore, since he is their father, I want you to notice what he says to them. Notice what God says to them, and even more so, Notice what he doesn't say to them. Okay. With that being said, the foundational text is coming from Genesis chapter 3, and I'm going to read verses 6 through 17. That's Genesis 3, verses 6 through 17 from the NIV. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Verse 9. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. And he said, God said, Who told you you were naked? It's powerful. Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree? that I have commanded you not to eat from. The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit 
from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? This is when he begins to discipline them, when he he begins to punish them the way that a father would. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put an enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. And he will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, to Eve, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very very severe. I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Lastly, to Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate the fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from. Curse is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. He would eat food, food from it all the days of his life. In the text, God didn't show any favoritism. This is what I like. He didn't show any favoritism. But he punished all who were involved, starting with the serpent. And even though we can tell from how the text is worded that God was upset, he was was upset with Adam for disobeying him. Never once, hear me real good, never once did he say to him or say to them, you are such a disappointment. I'm disappointed in you. You had one thing to do, and that was not eat from the tree I commanded you not to. But you found a way to mess that up. Now I'm going to have to sacrifice my my only begotten son, Jesus, to correct the mess you two created. You disappoint me. Get out of my face, both of you. I can no longer stand the sight of you. I am so thankful, so incredibly thankful tonight that God is not like some parents, like some grandparents, like some foster parents. Whoever the adult was in your life that said such hurtful words to you, because some of y'all, you've heard some words similar to these words. And I'm telling you tonight, whoever the adult was in your life that said such hurtful words to you, that has has left you scarred for life, I'm so thankful that the God we serve is not like that. I don't know what they said to you, but God knows. He knows exactly what they said. And I know you still remember the words that were said to you. For all these years, you still remember being labeled a disappointment. Somebody, after all these years, you still remember being labeled a disappointment. You still remember that one teacher in school telling you that you would never amount to nothing. You still remember being so hurt, being so mentally scarred by their words. 
Well, tonight, beloved, God wants you to know that you are not a disappointment. He is not disappointed in you. He's not disappointed in you. You are not a disappointment. You are not a disappointment. Tonight's message. Let me share with you something the Holy Spirit revealed to me. According to the Holy Spirit, people who say rude things to you, insensitive things to you, people who show no regard for your feelings or remorse after after afterwards are being used to the devil. Let me say it again for you. People who say rude things to you, insensitive things to you, people who show no regard for your feelings or remorse afterwards are being used of the devil. They are being used of the devil. That's why they said what they said. That's why they said what they said. Perfect example. This is the perfect example. Because I feel like it's really going to bless somebody. This is the perfect example. I was recently told that I'm fat and that I need to stop eating. Just out of the blue. I was The conversation started with something different. I'm going to explain the whole thing. But the person told me that I'm fat and I need, I need to stop eating. Mind you, this person has repeatedly called me fat. But it's the you need to stop eating part. That's new. That was new. And that's what got me. You need to stop eating. That was the part that really got me. Really floored me, to be honest. Keep in mind, I only weigh 118 pounds. Keep in mind, I only weigh 118 pounds. Yes, I have gained weight. And no, I will admit I'm not comfortable with it. But do I really need to stop eating? But do I really need to stop eating? The person laughed. I thought it was disrespectful. Seeing as I had just wished this person a happy birthday. I had just wished this person a happy birthday, trying to be nice, only to have the brief exchange of words flip on me. I'm quite sure many of you know how it feels to have words flipped on you. You're talking about one thing one minute, and you mean it in a nice way, but the person that you're talking to takes the conversation in a totally different direction, something you wasn't even expecting, wasn't even talking about, only to have the brief exchange of words flip on me, and now my body is the subject. Now my body is being looked at, which I didn't appreciate. My body is being looked at and evaluated, something I felt was both disrespectful and inappropriate behavior for a man. Since when is rude, insensitive comments about my body a proper response to being wished a happy birthday? That's what I want to know. Since when is rude, rude and insensitive comments about my body a proper response to being wished a happy birthday. But you know what? That's how the devil operates. I'm telling you this because I want you to know that that's how the devil operates. When you're trying to be nice, trying to do right, minding your own business, 
He finds the one thing the one thing you're sensitive about and launches a verbal attack. I said when you're trying to be nice, trying to do the right thing, minding your own business, he finds something, the devil finds something that you're sensitive about and launches a verbal attack. He uses people to catch you off guard. He uses people to catch you off guard with little rude, insensitive comments. Just something to mess with your mind. That's all it is. Just something to mess with your mind. Something to mess with your emotions. Just ask David. You know I got scriptures. Just ask David in First Samuel 17. Again, David was minding his own business, trying to be nice and obey his father. He was trying to be nice and obey his father. His father had told him to go and check on his brothers and to bring them lunch. His father had told him to go out and find his brothers and bring them lunch. So David finds his brothers and brings them lunch. Well, he was there, and while he was there, he decided to ask a few questions about the reward that would be given to anyone who could step on the battlefield and kill Goliath. David got to ask him questions because he wanted to know what would be given, what would be rewarded to the person who was able to step out on the battlefield and kill Goliath. Everybody knows the story of David and Goliath. But anyways, he was there to bring his brother's lunch, and he did that, and he just went to ask him questions. And that's when his brother just lost it. He lost it and verbally attacked him out of the blue. Now I now I asked you, is that really how to is that really how you treat someone who was nice enough to take some time out of their day specifically to find you and bring you lunch? Is that the way you were supposed to treat somebody who took time out of their day to specifically find you and bring you lunch? Notice again, here we go with the rude, insensitive comments. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here? And with whom have you have you left those few, few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are, how wicked your heart is. You came down here only to watch the battle. David's response to being called wicked and conceited and being accused of just coming down there to watch the battle was, now what have I done, said David. Can't I even speak? David, I've been there. I know how you feel. Can't I even speak? That's First Samuel chapter 17, verses 28 and 29 from the NIV. Now what have I done? Hear me, everybody currently under the sound of my voice. You haven't done anything wrong. You haven't done anything wrong. You are not conceited. You are not wicked. You are not fat. And you are not a disappointment. You are not a disappointment to God. The same God that knows the number of hairs on your head, according to Luke 12 and 7 from the NIV, it's the same God that knows how much you weigh. 
And he says, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Beloved, I don't care what people say. You take the word of God. You take God's word. And God says you're And God says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalms 139 and 14 from the NIV. God says you're fearfully and wonderfully made on the outside and on the inside. Somebody you need to know that God says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made on the outside and on the inside. God is a God who looks at your heart. 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, and he knows you're not conceited. He knows you're not conceited. He knows you're not wicked, etc. But, love, I need you to remember, for that one person that's always got something stupid, something rude, something insensitive to say to you, for that one person that always seems like they always got something stupid to say when they see you, something rude to say when they see you, something insensitive to say when they see you. For every person like that, God has at least three three other people who would say the direct opposite because I've gotten a lot of compliments on my weight gain. So I'm telling you, for that one person, God has three, at least, God says at least three other people who would say the direct opposite. Somebody right now, you're feeling some kind of way about your body, about your appearance, all because of what somebody said to you. Somebody, you're frustrated and having a hard time emotionally because of what somebody said to you. Somebody, you're depressed. You're struggling with an eating disorder. Either you throw your food up or you binge eat in secret. And it all started with what somebody said to you. Therefore, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I take authority over every negative word sent by the devil to harm, to cause harm, both both mentally and emotionally. I take authority over every word curse spoken within the family, spoken over the family, the children and adults alike. I take authority over it right now, and I pull it up by the root. That's what you got to do. You got to pull that junk up by the root. I pull it up by the root. I uproot the plan of the enemy to cause harm verbally. According to Matthew 15 and 13 from the NIV, I have the right to pull up anything you you haven't planted, Father. That's what Jesus said. I pull it up. I pull it up. I pull it all up. As far back as one's minds can go. I pull it all up. As far back as your mind can go. I pull it up. And I seal this prayer in the blood of Jesus. Somebody say amen. If you've been struggling with words from your past, words from your childhood, word curses that have been spoken over you, spoken over your family. You've been dealing with insensitive comments that have been thrown at you about your weight, about your appearance. People telling you you're selfish, you're conceited, you're wicked, whatever they said to you. This message is for you tonight, and you need to know that you are not a disappointment to God. I don't care what people think of you. You are not a disappointment to God. Psalms 105 and 15, as well as First Chronicles 16 and 22 says, 
You are not to touch his anointed ones, and you are not to do his prophets no harm. How soon we forget that there is more than one way to touch a person. How soon we forget that there is more than one way to touch a person. See, you don't have to physically touch that person. There's more than one way you can touch a person, more than one way to harm a person. Words do harm. Words do harm. Words can touch a person either in a good way or a bad way. Words can touch a person either in a good way or a bad way. Here's a good example. When somebody gives you a birthday card and it's a really nice card, it touches your heart in a good way. It makes you smile. makes you feel loved. But then again, somebody can come along and say something insensitive to you on your birthday. And those same words that could have been kind words had they said something kind has has made you feel bad, has touched you in a bad way. Think with me. You know I like to make you think on prolific fire. In tonight's foundational text, God never physically touched the serpent. He never physically touched Adam and Eve. But his words, oh, but his words had a lasting effect on all of them when he started passing out punishment. When he started disciplining them, disciplining them, disciplining them, that's when they felt his words. It was very effective. Trust me. No wonder certain words still still affect you. No wonder some words, some words, certain words still were affecting you. God made us in his image and in his likeness. So our words are supposed to carry weight. Your words are supposed to carry weight. Compact with power. Because remember the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Therefore, your words have the power to promote death and to promote life. When God is in it, it promotes life. But when the devil gets in it, it promotes death because death has to do with harm, hurt, pain, all of that. But as usual, when the devil shows up in our communication with one another, things get tainted. Things get stained with sin and 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 take over the sin nature. Again, say it with me. You are not fat. You are not conceited. You are not wicked. You are not a burden. You are not a disappointment to God. Whatever it was that they said to you, tried to use against you, you are not that. You are better than that. People may have labeled you a disappointment, but if God never called Adam and Eve, think with me again. People may have labeled you a disappointment, but if God never called Adam and Eve, the first woman and man he created, a disappointment after the fall, after Adam went and disobeyed him, listened to his wife, if he never called them a a disappointment after the fall, why would he ever say that or think that about you? Why would he ever say that or think that about you? He wouldn't. He wouldn't. And he doesn't. If you don't believe me, open your Bible and get to know the Father. Get to know Jesus. Get to know the Holy Spirit. Then you will find out that he wouldn't. He doesn't. It's not his character. You are not a disappointment. You are not a disappointment to God. 
you are not, hear me one last time for tonight, you are not a disappointment. This concludes tonight's message. The Bible says, if you're not saved, according to Romans 10, 9 through 10 from the NIV, this is how you get saved. If you declare with your mouth, that's all you have to do, declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your, it's with your heart that you believe and are justified. It's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So all you have to do, beloved, is open your mouth and declare, declare that Jesus is Lord and believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And you will be saved. But you must mean it. You must be sincere. You must confess that you are a sinner and turn your life over to him. Now, uh, now another announcement. If this word blessed you tonight and you feel like sowing because you feel led to do so of the Lord and you need this ministry, it's PayPal info or Cash App info. You can access the PayPal by going to PayPal dot me slash prolific fire. That's PayPal dot me slash prolific fire. Or you can go to the cash app. It's the dollar symbol prolific fire. Dollar symbol prolific fire. As usual you can find me on Twitter at prolific fire on Instagram at Prophet Stacy. Like the Prolific Fire Ministry Facebook page. Also check out prolificfire.com. You can DM me or inbox me on Twitter at Prolific Fire, on Instagram at Prophet Stacy. Even you can inbox me on Prolific Fire Ministry Facebook page. People do so all the time. So if you need to reach out, there's a quick, easy way to do so. Also, you can go to ProlificFire.com and send in your prayer requests if you need to do so. And I will get back to you as soon as possible. It will come directly to me. If you don't reach out and get your prayer requests taken care of, your next opportunity will be on Friday with my sister in ministry, Prophetess Pay. Join us for Faith on the Line with Prophetess Pay for prayer and encouragement. It's Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. By calling the number that many of you call tonight, thank you. The number is 347-426-3782. 347-426-3782. Your prayer request will be taken then, too, so call in. The phone lines will be open. Don't worry about it. If you didn't get the phone number, it will be on all all my social media platforms, wherever you know me from. That's where you will be able to find the number at. So reach out and be a part of Faith on the Line this coming up Friday night. Then join me back here for a prolific fire when the woman of God, Prophet's Pay, will bring forth a word from the Lord according to however the Holy Spirit leads her to do so at that time. I look forward to hearing what the Holy Spirit will be sharing through her next Monday. So everybody be sure to tune in. With all of that being said on tonight, everybody have an awesome night in the Lord. I'm out.